Ford. Hello? All right, we are live from Occupy City Hall. This is episode two of Live from Occupy City Hall, uh, the podcast. Uh, this is a podcast series brought to you by the May 30th Alliance Podcast Network. Uh, right now we have three series available on our network. We have uh, the social construct, of Le- social construct of Leslie, uh, which is uh, a monologue uh, by myself, Leslie Roth, in which I speak about events uh, from May 30th of 2020 leading up to where we are currently at in Rockford. There's three episodes out of that. Uh, we have Leaderless by Ari Perez, uh, which uh, just had its premiere episode uh, uh, yesterday. So please go and listen to that. And then we also have what we are con- uh, currently doing, which is live from Occupy City Hall, the podcast. Uh, I'm here with I'm here with Kay. I'll try to move over so Kay can... Yeah, move the, and the phone can be right here. We move this mic over. Go, I'll let Kay go ahead and introduce himself. Uh, good evening. Uh, I go by Kay. Uh, I'm going to have to get a little bit closer in there for that. I go by Kay as far as the uh, occupation. Um, a fixture in the movement since, since the beginning. And uh, very pleased to be uh, moving in this capacity with Leslie and the, and the movement. Uh, as far as uh, being able to articulate things that I've seen and experienced firsthand, right. uh, not 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 coming from someone else's perspective, but to literally be speaking on the things that I see personally. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, so that's Kay. Uh, again, for anybody that's listening to this podcast, I would like to say that this is our first time trying out recording a podcast. Hey, what up? What up? What up? Fuck the police! You know it, bro. Yeah, I'm safe. You bumping the right shit. You bumping the right shit. We just had somebody. We just had somebody pull up showing love. Uh, so this is our first uh, episode of. And for anybody who is not aware, we are outside of City Hall in Rockford, Illinois, recording all of this content, creating all of this content because we are currently involved in the occupation of the City Hall of Rockford, Illinois. Uh, because on October third, two thousand twenty-one. Excuse me. On October second, two thousand and twenty, Tyrus Jones was shot while running away and unarmed by the Rockford Police Department. And so we came out to City Hall and we have stayed there. Uh, we stayed there through January fifth when Denzel Du. Was beat at the hands of that same police department while he was unarmed and while he was handcuffed. We have stayed through April 10th when, inside the same city, the Winnebago County Sheriff deputies murdered a man inside of his home. And then on April 11th, not even 24 hours later, the Rockford Police Department shot a 19 year old boy, excuse me, 19 year old young man as he was running away. Uh, and so we have continued to stay outside through all of those things. So you may hear some music and uh, you may hear some loud noises and all of those things. What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. We appreciate it, we appreciate it. Y'all be safe too, man. Get home safe. Y'all have a good night. Appreciate it, we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. And again, we got a uh, again we outside, so we had a few people that just stopped by, uh, showing some love, showing support. Uh, and again, 
Uh, so again, that was just to qualify why you may hear different noises and why you may hear different sounds and why you may hear us speaking to people as you're listening to this podcast. Uh, and so I think that's why it's good for us actually to get this filmed so that way people can see some of the other things that they may audibly right, be right. hearing. Uh, and so we, you know, again, we're, yes, we're experimenting with all, with all of these things. Uh, and so we've sort of done some introductions. Uh, we want to say justice for Tyrus Jones. We want to say justice for Denzel Duvant, justice for Jose Gonzalez Jr., justice for Faustin Guaitigo. Uh, Raymond Jackson is a name that uh, we have not said as, as much as we need to. Uh, Raymond Jackson died in a, when a police, a Rockford police department engaged in a police chase, which they are trying to not call a chase, uh, and a car accident took place in which the person at the Rockford Police Department was chasing, but not chasing, crashed into Raymond Jackson, uh, and, and he lost his life, and he had children in the car, and his uh, child is still going through physical therapy, from my understanding. Uh, we're trying to get in contact with the family. If anybody from the family listens to this, uh, please uh, contact us. Uh, but we want to also say justice for Raymond Jackson. Uh, and we want to present, and again, our, this is a reiteration, but we want certain things need to be reiterated. That's how you build up good habits. Uh, that's how you build up understanding. Uh, <clears throat> We present all of these cases so that way people can see all the different ways that police terrorism, mass incarceration, and racial injustice manifest in the city. And so maybe you will not have sympathy or, excuse me, how maybe you will not have empathy for Tyrus Jones' situation, but you'll have empathy for Raymond Jackson's situation. Maybe you won't have empathy for Denzel Duvant's situation, but you'll have empathy for Jose Gonzalez Jr.'s situation. Maybe you won't have empathy for Faustin Guaitigo's situation, but you'll have empathy for uh, uh, Raymond Jackson, you know, someone else's situation. And so we need to present all of these things so that way once you find the event or the people or the circumstances that tap into that empathy you can find a way to extrapolate that to all the other victims to all these other macro aggressions of these incidents that have happened uh and so that is why we started the, the, uh this way uh but let us now uh because the occupy live from occupy city hall the podcast is about uh basically trying to keep people up with the current events of what's going on uh and that's one of the things we want to make sure that we continuously do is to uh, as we're creating these podcasts creating this content that we uh, hone in on the specificities of what each piece of content is for so that way people can get to each get to the type of thing that they need uh, so uh, we sit here on June 12, 2021 at 1.55 a.m. and we just finished with City Market the fourth City Market right. of this season uh, with many more to go I've done a lot of the talking so far, so let's before we go into some of the specifics of City Market, tell me what's your take, what's your feelings and your takeaways uh, after the immediate ending of City Market uh, of today, of today's, of today's. Yes, uh, I felt that the city, the city, uh, on every level can paint whatever picture it it paints when there's a narrative to be to be had, and. I believe the way that city market is being handled is being handled in such a way where the same way they attempted to paint a picture and justify excessive force and brutality last year, justify it as a means to an end, they're justifying the lack of police presence today because of uh, uh, just how, how the type of atmosphere that it paints because of the marketability of Rockford with this uh with the marketing campaign mm -hmm. with the casino coming in and other other aspects of revenue that it was very obvious that the police presence today I had the opportunity to walk through I walked through the entire city market 
layout. I walked through it to see for myself what, where the police were and, and whatnot. And I bear, I didn't see police. I saw I saw a group of police um, towards the physical city market, the actual building area on the train tracks. But they weren't scattered throughout the crowd. There wasn't a heavy police presence. There wasn't a heavy metro presence. But it, it, it just struck me uh, as to how they acknowledge the lack of a need now. But yes, last year, literally flipped it in reverse and, and, and continued to paint a picture in a narrative that it was desperately necessary to use 40 officers, right. to need 40 officers on the scene. Right. Uh, and I, I would say to my, in my respo- not response, but my, uh, I would echo that sentiment in saying, by saying that we, we just left this city, we just finished city market, and there was a, a, a very a much lower police presence than the weeks before. There has consistently been this, this year less police than, the, uh, than last year. Uh, however, uh, and there, there has also been, uh, but even with, the, with those less police officers, uh, they've still resorted to these same type of uh, fascist tactics in which they're trying to say that you can't protest in certain areas and they have a whole street shut down. Uh, I think that for anybody that's from the city, it should be reiterated that the East State Bridge is shut down uh, all the street, all the way up to what is that first, all the way up to first and East State Street or is this first? This second. That's first. Yeah, that first. Yep, first all the way from first to east, first and East State Street, all the way to the end of the East State Street Bridge, is shut down in an effort to try to keep people from being able to protest or demonstrate in the streets or in that area. Uh, And so, even though they may have uh, and they do have less police officers and less heavy of a police presence, politically they're still doing these same type of political tactics and political tricks. Yes, they have shifted it. It looks a little bit different. Uh, but that's why it's important for us to communicate these things afterwards. Uh, I, uh, as we now that we but we both sort of talked about uh, our initial reactions to city market. Some I want to get into. And I think this leads us to one of the interactions that I had with somebody out there. Uh, one of the people came up to me as I was riding in chalk and uh, he said to me and again, I guess I guess I don't want to sort of jumping the gun let's sort of give a, a recap uh we we stood we basically stood outside of city market and just had the sirens on and did some yelling and talking in the megaphones and speaking in the megaphones and had some dialogue with a few people we had a, a incident with a a, a a white woman who seemed to, by all accounts to be a racist a bigot uh, and I think that it's important that we do speak about that. Right. But I want to try to fast forward and get to the chalk and then we can double back uh, to that. But so I, I bring that again. I bring all these things up to say that uh, that was what that was the extent of what we did for our direct action because of how limited we have been by the political actions they have taken to shut down the street. So even though they don't have the, as many police officers as last time, they still have exponentially more police officers out there than they need for what the situation is. Uh, and that is to keep us from being able to protest or to demonstrate. And so we are at the point where we just let sirens go off for three and a half hours, uh, four hours. Uh, and One second, real quick, I'm going to I'm I'm push it back to you. I just want to, uh, so I don't forget this point, get to the young man was speaking to me with chalk. Uh, so that is what we did until 9 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, the permit is up uh, on that street however the city has chosen to leave the street shut down right. uh, people are, are partying on uh, market and state street and 
uh, in front of CJ's and kicking it and uh, not the disparaging that uh, that's neither here nor there right now. Uh, uh, but this is just to paint a picture. And so we have uh, chosen last week and this week uh, to chalk that area as right. the street is shut down, to leave messages about the struggle to end police terrorism, mass incarceration and racial injustice in the city of Rockford, uh, to leave those messages down there in that area while there is a mass of people there because we are going to city market uh, first and foremost because of the amount of people who are there and we want this issue to be heard and we want these demonstrations and these protests to take place with where as many eyes are possible and then secondly we're going to city market because of the racist activities which have come out of the institution of city market uh, and then thirdly we're going to city market because city market uh, is a, a, a brainchild of the city of Rockford and the city of Rockford benefits off of city market benefit and then things that benefit the city of Rockford are the things we need to be attacking because another thing that benefits the city of Rockford is police terrorism, mass incarceration and racial injustice. And so uh, so we're at this. So I'm doing I'm writing in chalk, leaving these messages. And the young man asks me, comes up to me and he says, well, I know that you uh, look at the watch the sign with him. Watch him in the sign. Chris coming up here. Make sure you don't do nothing to the sign. Uh, he says to me, I know that you have a, uh, I know that you're out here protesting about. Uh, I know what you're protesting about, and I see the what you have written that says "fuck the police." Uh, but he said, "What about City Market? How come you have something that says fuck City Market?'" Uh, and so I go through and I explain to him all the things that have happened in the city. I go through uh, and that have happened at City Market, all the things that happened last year in 2020. Uh, and he tells me that you know he didn't know any of these things. He didn't he didn't know 33 people got arrested last year at City Market for trying to protest some people multiple times over. He didn't know uh, that multiple people got pepper sprayed uh, by uh, by multiple people got pepper sprayed including children outside of city market uh, these were all yes the, the the drunk cop that lived next door uh, uh, and so, uh, so, so he came. So I told him all these things happened. He was, like, oh wow, I didn't know that, you know. And he said how he was happy to, he was happy that he could have learned and uh, found those things out. And and so then that's another reason that uh, has been presented that is new to this year than it was last year. Right. Another reason we need to continue to go to city market and have to be a city market is to try to let people know who are at city market who are uninformed about the things that these. Uh, that this uh, institution took place in last year. People who don't know that Kathy McDermott uh, engaged in these racist activities, engaged in weaponizing the police, engaged in trying to perpetuate mass incarceration, not only last year, but continues to do it this year. Uh, and so that is one of the things that I thought was important that came out of today is learning uh, new reasons that we need, must continue to be a city market. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, uh, and go from there with you. I know you had something to say. Well, um I mean, just just looking at the overall physical presence of the police, not to say that it's not a major part of City Market for anyone listening, but it, it struck me as to how few physically were present. But yet, it made me instantly think about, uh, like I said, I, I did have the opportunity to walk through City Market. I walked through freely, no issues, uh, walked the whole perimeter, just to get to, to gauge the volume of of consumers, customers, uh, and to also see for myself how many officers were present and where they were posted up. But they were not. It wasn't a police presence uh, like it was uh, the one prior, where it was very blatant. It was they were just everywhere, scattered about between police and metro. This they were just very hands off, but. Also, to put context to this, this is the first Friday 
which happened to also be City Market. This is the first Friday of Rockford, of Illinois being open in regards to not necessarily going back to normal, but I believe the way that they're 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 expressing this is that it's 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 uh, steps or as a means for Rockford Rockford specifically to open their gatherings, bars. It's a way of the city opening up, and I believe that had a large bearing on the lack of the physical police presence. But yet Leslie did make an excellent point as far as how it's being handled. I mean. The sheer size of this footprint, it's going to be interesting to see when it's public information, how much this actually cost the city at the end of the season. Because last year they spent a half a million dollars in overtime alone with the volume of police. And I wouldn't be shocked to see high high figures based on a justification of this large production here. Uh, because one way or another, they, there's going to be money involved, the money spent workers to pick up the barriers and workers to set them out and to block the street off. It's, there's still hard numbers that are going to be associated with this, no different than it was last year. So it's going to be interesting to see how much the city actually spends and then attempts to justify um, no different than uh, the half a million in o- overtime last year that they they attempted to justify uh, based on the same 30 people that had been here the whole time. Yeah, uh, we got a, and uh, again, this is, uh, we're live from Occupy City Hall in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, we are on day 253 of the occupation uh, of Rockford, Illinois. Um, we're coming up on 20 minutes on this video that's right here. So I'm going to end this video because I'm not sure what the, uh, how uploading this is going to go. And a 20 minute video is uh, is long to try to get uploaded directly from a phone. I don't know if I'm going to have to upload it to, I don't know, we're going to figure out, but we're going to end this portion of it for right now uh but going forward we are going to figure out a way to try to get the whole all of these lives right, to be right. filmed uh we want again we want to get out as much content as possible and reach as many people as possible uh so for the people that's watching this uh go this again this is a reason to go get to the go on spotify and listen right, to the right. full uh uh listen to the full podcast uh subscribe so you can listen to the full podcast uh but head over to spotify we're going to end this video vert portion of the uh, protest right now. A uh, protest. Video, video portion of the podcast right now. We ending it. We outside. Okay. That's ended. Okay. <laughs> All right. That part is ended. We are at, we are at, let's see, how much, where we, what time we at? We at 2.07. Our, our 2 o'clock, our 2 o'clock person just pulled up, uh, but we we gonna keep going. We got eight. We had eighteen minutes on here. We got a, we got some more topics that we want to touch on. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take this off of here. Uh, Dealing with the scope of city market, it's very easy to just take here. just a Here's few topics and really uh, dealing with such a. Uh, the depth of of city market, it's very easy to take topics, and then really analyze them and really really pick them apart to see the 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 context and then just the 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 aspects of what they all involve because we're dealing with a microcosm that's what city market is it's a microcosm of the city itself it's the it's a representative of the largest outdoor event that rockford has to offer to the city and you have a cross-section of racial um ethnic age 
gender, you have a cross section of society converging it to this area. So it gives a it gives a very good indication of the sentiments, the thoughts, the feelings, the the understanding or the misunderstanding in many in- instances of how people actually feel in Rockford. Uh, I, I second all of the things that Kay just said there. We got Chris over here going through our going through the waters. That's all good though. We just we gonna have to get some more waters. We are gonna have to keep that stock for people. That's a <clears throat> okay. So let's go to these. Let's let's move on to some of these next topics. Uh, okay. uh, you wanted to. I know that you wanted to speak about. We sort of already touched on the, uh, some of the chalk some, so we can right. continue to dive deeper on that. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and speak on what you wanted to say about the woman who came up uh, speaking about the yeah, chalk today yeah, and wanted, some of your there, thoughts about a valid chalk. Point yeah. that I wanna, wanted to make in all of this because yeah, yeah, she's, she's the first. Ahead, she's the first person that I wanted to. S- to actually talk about this. This is not the first time this has happened, but because it's happened before, uh, I wanted to make sure that I addressed it because other people feel compelled to write or grab a piece of chalk. But we want to make sure that people understand the reasoning of what we're doing when we do it and why it's important. We're not looking for people to grab a piece of chalk to paint us in a bad light or to try to negate anything that's written. There's, there's different aspects and different levels to what's being done. Everybody doesn't express themselves the same way, but it's all necessary. And I, and I stress that. Um, she attempted to express to me how we should and should not act in regards to our valid anger in regards to the police and it bothered me because her whole focus was really about well you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't say it this way and as I was all throughout my life I've always been taught this when someone says something the moment they say the word but it negates everything that they said before that the moment they say but well I agree with everything you're saying and you have my 100% Undying support, uh, but but transitions it to where you're literally saying a context of information, but then you're stopping short by cutting that short and then slamming it by using the word "but." I support you, but that's like there's no different than saying I love you, but it, it adds conditions, which is important, and I'm using that in context. As she was writing on the ground with chalk, she said. You know, it's all about unity. And uh, uh, in regards to race relations and racism, we have to we have to work together and we have to uh, we have to end it. And we just need to focus on peace and we we, we can't focus on uh, the negativity. Let me paint this picture. If I watched a husband and wife literally become violent to the point where the husband is beating his wife broad daylight in the middle of the street if I then watch this injustice and then someone asks me what did you see and I explain it as I saw it in vivid detail me explaining it and causing someone to have a, a, a reaction of feelings 
does not make me the equivalent of the abuser of the person that I'm describing the abuse of. And I hope I explain that. Uh, I hope how I just explain it makes makes sense. To explain an injustice in vivid detail, so that a person understands what has taken place, as horrific as it is, it doesn't make the person who's explaining it, or 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 uh, analyzing it and expressing it, it doesn't make them accomplices to the the harassment or or uh, uh, the abuse. So to see the chalk, to see certain people become so what's the best way to say it? Because I see it a lot. Where they 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 become very emotional or expressive in regards to chalk being written on the ground. But yet the context is the chalk is being written on the ground because of police shootings because of the shootings but yet people have so much to say about the chalk the chalk is not the cause of the shootings the chalk is the result it's the effect of the continued police brutality excessive force and racial profiling that is systemic and ongoing in Rockford, Illinois it is a part of the fabric of how the police occupation is handled in, in the city. It's undeniable. These these aspects are woven into the the fabric of Rockford, Illinois. Now, this lady kept talking about peace and unity. She pointed down at, at unity on the ground, and I said, I said, to fight for unity, and the word is right in front of City Hall. It's right in front of the door. When you walk into the door from East State, she said, this is what I'm about, unity. And I said, this is what I'm about. But I said, to get to unity, I said, in the middle of war, soldiers don't talk about the peace that they anticipate while the bullets are flying around their head. They focus on the situation at hand while they're hoping for peace. But they don't reminisce and... And, and, and daydream about peace while bullets are flying past their head in the heat of battle. And that's the point that I'm making about the, the occupation. There's, an, there's a focus here. And this is definitely not the cause of anything in Rockford. This is the effect of multiple shootings. This is the effect of a lack of, of acknowledgement through uh, the political structure to acknowledge people solely based on saying the person's name in the context of a shooting. Humanizing them. Not dehumanizing them, but humanizing them. And it's just, it speaks volumes to how, how just the, the turn of events has led to us being here for, for nearly 250 days. Uh, what is deemed as a minor inconvenience for some is de- deemed as a necessary stand for others. I'm okay with living with the thought that someone thinks I'm a minor inconvenience when I'm looking at people coming up to me with tears in their eyes saying, that was my brother on that one memorial in on East State. That, that's my family member, and I appreciate you acknowledging his legacy. That 
that's a, on a personal note that touches me when people come up with tears in their eyes saying, I knew them. I went to school with that person. I grew up with them. I will continue to humanize them when the police and the political structure here chooses not to. I think that uh, I guess I this K made some very uh, poignant. That's very poignant analysis from K there, and uh, we have a a few things on this uh, list of that we wanted of this uh, Rockford rundown list that we have that we want to go through. And you sort of already started touching on one of the things that's on there, which is the memorials. Uh, and so the memorials last uh, last podcast that me and that we that the May 30th Alliance. Uh, did with me and Kay featured on it uh, for the Live from Occupy City Hall podcast series. Uh, the first one, the last one that we did, which also was the first one of the series, uh, coincidentally, uh, was speaking about the memorials being torn down again and speaking about the importance of the memorials and speaking about uh, the, the importance of filming them, uh, tearing them down and the importance of taking pictures of them once they're back up and the importance of continuing to put them back up. And uh, so to, I, I think it's important to say that today before City Hall, the memorials uh, did go back up on, say, their name square, the memorials for uh, Logan Bell, the memorials for Carrie Blake, the memorial for Eugene Gino Washington, the memorial for Jovan Fre- uh, Valencia, Jovan Fresco, the memorial for Mark Barmore, the memorial for Demetrius Bennett, the memorial for Philip Johnson, the memorial for Jasper Banks, the memorial for Suzette Babbler, the memorial for the memorial for Ernest Shannon Graves, the memorial for uh, Mikey, uh, Michael Lil Mikey Sago Jr. Little Mike Sago Jr., the memorial for Mikey Go- Michael Mikey Guzman, the memorial for Joseph McCormick, and the memorial for uh, Eddie Patterson, and the memorial memorial for Faustin Guaitigo. All 16 of those memorials went back up uh, and and it is important for us to continue to put back up all 16 of those memorials. It's important, I believe, for us to continue to add memorials for people who were ki- murdered uh, by the police department and by law enforcement further back uh, to show, to encapsulate the gravity of these issues. And I think it's important for us to continue. Unfortunately, as we all know, that these issues will continue to happen. People will continue to be murdered until we, uh, till a movement is true, is built uh, and, 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 and perseveres and pushes through. Uh, which is what we're in the process of doing, but we have to understand that these are certain things will happen, and so we will, I think it's important we continue to add to the memorials uh, when those things happen as well. Uh, so I just want to say that we have put the memorials back up, and if they tear the memorial, not if, when they tear the memorials back down, because they will tear them back down, it will be the tenth time that they have torn down the memorials of victims of police terrorism, mass incarceration, and racial injustice in the city of Rockford, Illinois, and in the area of Winnebago County. It will be the tenth time that they have done it in six months, which means they average a little under three times a month they tear down these memorials. Uh, and again, that lets you know, and they do it because they don't want people to see these faces. Uh, they've done it with animosity before in which they were cutting the faces with anger, ripping the faces with uh, vitriol. And you could uh, see it on in their faces in, 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 in the mannerism in which they tore the memorials down. They had no respect or empathy or, or care for the people who were on those memorials or for their families or loved ones. Uh, and so those are all the things that the, uh, that the memorials... Uh, have uh, brought to the light and it's important for us to continue to allow those memorials to illuminate people's true character uh <clears throat> so we've went through we went through city we through coming through city market week four uh well we went through chalk and putting the memorials back up in the police presence but we haven't went through our interactions with the detractors and there were a couple of those uh 
Were you were you there when the uh, woman came up to us and got the pamphlet, threw it away? Were you there with the woman that came up when I had the chalk and she like uh, grabbed the megaphone and? Uh, I was probably getting you a bottle of water. Okay. Okay. So I'll I'll talk about both of those two things, and then I'll let you take uh, take the reins on. I'll let Kay take the reins. Excuse me. Uh, y'all are you. Uh, I'll let take, Kay take. I'll take the reins on the first two events that happened. I'll let Kay take the reins on the second, uh, the third event that happened. Uh, and what? Let's see what where we're at. Let's see where we're at with time right now. It is. We're at 31 minutes, so it's about 2:21. So I think we get into both of these, get into these three stories, and then after that, we uh, we go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, <clears throat> so we were down at city, we're down at city market, and we're protesting sirens, megaphone signs, people down there. Uh, one of the things we were doing is passing out the pamphlet to people, uh, the Winnebago Boone Integrity Task Force pamphlet uh, for people who don't know when I say the pamphlet. Uh, and we're working on getting a secondary pamphlet. We want to get to a point where we have multiple pamphlets informing people all for free uh, to uh, educate people and engage people. And uh, he done rode around here a few times, ain't he? Fucking on. Uh, uh, anyways, the, the, the beauty of being outside, all the things that happen. Uh, so we're out. We're out there. And we're protesting, and I see a woman from the opposite. She's on the opposite side of uh, East State Street, uh, of or the opposite side of Market Street from us. East State Street is between us. Uh, she pulls out her camera. She starts filming, and you can, you know, I can see immediately in her eyes uh, and in her mannerisms. I can, I see all the indicators that she's a racist woman, a uh, racist white woman. That she's not there uh, because she's supportive, or she's not there because she's in agreement. That she's there for some type of. Uh, detractive purpose uh i see her filming and i see a little i see her kikiing with her friend that's over there another uh white woman who uh by her uh the people she choose to uh interact with on friday evenings i would she seems to be racist she's interacting with the woman whose actions and activities and uh mannerisms were all racist uh, but that, that that's not the, the point of this uh, specific conversation is to speak on her friend, uh, speaking on what this woman did and, and the things that happened with this woman and the connotations that that has about this city. Uh, and so then she after she does this filming, she eventually walks over uh, and she walks over and she acts as if she's interested and wants to know what we're doing. And she speaks to somebody and she has you can see she has this fake face on and she's doing all this uh, fake caring and. Uh, she talks to a few people uh, in the organization, or uh, with the and with the organization. Hold on, we gonna let these motorcycles go by. This they loud. Again, again, we outside. We outside. We outside. We outside. We outside. We outside. We outside, y'all. We outside. It's the it's the the joys of being outside. Joys of being outside. Uh, and so it's good to see. Yeah. It's good to see the support, though. Yeah, it's good to see. Since, since we did. Uh, since we did the live, uh, since we started doing uh, the first conversation, there's been so much support. People just making sure that they were heard instead of just driving by. That we haven't had a single person honk and just keep driving. People made it a point to vocalize their support. Yeah. We're with you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. We support what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a hundred percent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. Uh get to this make sure i finish this story up uh so she walks over pretends that she's you know in agreement and laughing and she gets a pamphlet after she and i want to say this too that uh i could tell Im immediately 
uh, from this woman's, uh, again, from her mannerisms, uh, that she had all the indicators of white supremacy and white nationalism and racism. Uh, but again, just to again say that to show how much organizationally books aren't judged by their covers she was still uh people still engaged with her and try to have conversations with her and dialogues with her gave her a piece of information uh, and again this t- pamphlet is speaking about people who have been murdered right. she took she takes the pamphlet and then she walks back over to the side of the street she was on and then making sure that she could be visibly seen she throws the pamphlet and the business cards away uh, and that was the political action that she chose to uh, take she chose to cho- throw away a pamphlet uh, of, of vi- murder victims no different than these institution the institution of the city government uh, politic- political action being destroying the memorials of those same victims uh, and, and call- yep 100% uh, and calling it trash, calling it trash. junk as they did it, you know, and she and that was her. She she got that pamphlet and she wanted to make sure that uh, she that she told us politically she believes that this is trash. Politically, the black people that are in there do not their lives don't matter to her. Politically, their nine, lives are trash. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it wouldn't have been that wouldn't have happened. Uh, and so that that was what she did. That led to a, a prolonged interaction back and forth with this lady. Uh, eventually, the lady would even she's getting drunk as she's doing all this, just drinking, just drug, juggling down these beers. Uh, and then eventually she even comes back over and antagonizes the member, members of the organization, trying to incite some type of argument. You know, she's probably some type of agent provocateur that's been sent in either by uh, the police uh, or maybe even because of this, the, the, the place that we are at, you know, this is the thing we have to actually say. Uh, maybe some other group of people who, uh, because of some of the successes we have been having, don't want to see us have those successes. And so maybe she's right. a plant from them. Uh, you know, it's, nowhere, it's really no way to know what people's intentions with some of these things are uh, as far as why they're doing them. But the intention can be, we knew that she was not there in support. We knew that she was there to, for, uh, to try to... Uh, take away from the demonstration and the protest, uh, not more protest and demonstration. Uh, so that was one uh, uh, a back and forth that happened. And then a second back and forth that happened was as I was riding with chalk after the protest was over with, uh, a white woman came up to me and uh, was like, oh, you're not spelling that right or, oh, you can't spell. And I had, and I said something to her about don't worry about my spelling. Uh, and then I went back and I I, I did make a mistake spelling, <laughs> uh, but then I went back and I fixed something. And when I fixed it, I it was it was city market is racist was always written. And so I added I wrote three K's. Uh, first I wrote three K's because city market is racist, and the KKK has historically been symbolic uh, some, s- symbolic of racism in the uh, country of America. And so that is the reason that it was three K's in there. Uh, and then also Ku Klux Cops is a thing that is a, a statement of the movement that we've uh, used regularly. Uh, so I, I say I tell her that's KKK is there for is for Ku Klux Cops. Like, you know, I tell her it's for racists, racists like you leave me alone. You know, she says something back and forth to me, uh, you know, and I put the I put the siren on on the megaphone and I just put it up, you know, just to get her, you know, out of my uh, direction. I just put it up. Leave me be. She goes and she grabs the megaphone, tries to swing the megaphone. I pull the megaphone back. She comes and tries to approach me and she makes some type of physical contact with me. I don't remember the specifics of it. Uh, uh, either way it goes, the situation was de-escalated. I never put any type of hands on this woman, never had any type of physical uh, altercation, physical interaction on my part as the aggressor with this woman. Uh, again, this is another white woman who is drunk, guzzling these beers all through the night, just getting drunker and drunker and more uh, racist as the night is going on. 
uh, and so those were two of the interactions. You know, I, those were I, got, I speak. I spoke of three interactions that I have all together tonight. But those were two specific interactions that I had uh, with people who are more detractors. Uh, I want Kay to speak on because uh, in the last time he spoke on this on a live, I sort of did some uh, interrupting where I spoke about some of my opinions and some of where I came in at. I'm gonna let Kay go a little bit and just speak uninterrupted about his specific interactions with uh, people at City Market. Uh, and then after that, we'll get ready to wrap this uh, podcast up and uh, call it a well, call you, it a you did make an interesting point because I did want to speak to handing out a pamphlet. Last week, last city market, I want to address that briefly because I, I haven't spoken about that. The guy that came over, there was a guy that came over from across the street, same type of scenario. He came from across the street, uh, walked over, walked uh, Walked down the line and exchanged some words with one of the people. Now, he had a back-to-blue shirt. Uh, one of his buddies, uh, I guess someone he went to school with or someone he knew, was killed in the line of duty. So he, he was wearing the shirt, a large flag with the with the back-to-blue on the, on the back of his shirt. And uh, then he proceeds to walk down the line, and he made some, some comment and looked at me, um, because I think most people don't don't assume that I'm going to speak uh, or have the capacity to speak uh, with any type of eloquence. They see my they see me in my presence and they assume that I'm I'm there just uh, I guess and I guess the only way I can say it they some people assume that I'm just there to be the muscle that I they, that. When I speak, some people are actually genuinely shocked. Well, he he could actually speak. Um, I'm there for multiple reasons. Uh, I I definitely want to make sure people are safe, but also I'm there to observe with my own two eyes. I I don't want to. I don't want to take a stance on something solely based on someone else's perspective and what they're telling me. I'm taking a stand flat-footed on what I'm seeing with my own two eyes. And what this, the, the the group is seeing collectively in regards to Rockford, Illinois. Now, this he, he proceeds to walk down, and he was actually shocked that I addressed him. And I said, uh, I was talking to him about uh, the the police, and I said the system itself is corrupt. So you keep talking about uh, good cops, good cops. I said uh, you don't understand. In Rockford, there is no history of a precedent of an officer turning in another officer based on wrongdoing. There's no precedent set here for that. I mean, uh, the national precedent that we have is the, is the case in Buffalo, New York, where the officer, the, the black officer, was watching her partner brutalize uh, uh, the, a suspect, uh, brutalize him. And when she stepped in, her partner proceeded to punch her in the face. Uh, it's it's a well-known case. You can Google it, and, and you, you'll be able to get all the details. She was, uh, at some point, fired, uh, relieved of her duties, without her pension. So everyone's saying, well, there's good cops, good cops. That's what happens to these quote-unquote good cops. She was standing up for someone being brutalized, and she lost her job. And her pension, and she didn't just get vindicated until I believe this year or the end of last year. She was just vindicated. Now, mind you, I believe this happened ten years ago. 
And I'm using that for context because I told him, I said, the local police force does not have a record of turning in officers that have done something wrong or something that they've seen. I said, they don't, it's not, it's not a part of their culture. They don't do that to one another, which means they can watch someone, another officer commit a crime and still look the other way, not say a word. And I said, because of that, people are expecting uh, uh, respect, but respect is earned. And uh, it was it was ironic. I think it was at the end of at the end of uh, the evening when City Market was over. He just happened to randomly be walking in an area that I was in. We just I thought he had gone home. I gave him a pamphlet. He he asked for literature, and I said, "Here, read this for context, so you understand what's taking place downtown." Because I said, "Your shirt, believe it or not, is a hot button, because what it represents in this immediate area is it, very much a political statement and also a white supremacist statement." I said, "A lot of white supremacists locally are hiding behind the back to blue, and on a national level, they're hiding behind." back the blue uh, for their own personal white supremacist ideology. They're using that to pawn off all these other uh, thoughts uh, or, or intents that they may have. Now, he happened to be walking back. Uh, he was walking away from uh, the bridge and there was a line of officers at CJ's. So he proceeded to walk up to the officers and he shook each officer's hand. Then once he made eye contact with me and realized that he was back in the area. Now, mind you, he and I had already talked. I told him there's a history of police violence in this town. There's a history of excessive force, police brutality. I told him all of this. He proceeded to shake the hands of all the officers. Thank you for your service. He looks at me. He didn't expect me to be there. He just happened to look up and he, was, he, he recognized me. So then he proceeds to walk over to me with his hand out. Now watch the psychology of this. He proceeds to walk towards me with his hand completely outstretched and said, aren't you going to shake my hand? And I looked at him and I said, no, no, I'm not. He's like, why, why? Come on, come on. I said, because I just told you the reason and nature of why I'm out here is because of police brutality, excessive force, and racial profiling. Earlier, I had already told them the police people, the society is not holding the police accountable for their actions, but they want to hold people accountable for their actions based on their responses, which is to me completely hypocritical. So he reaches, he extends his hand out, and he looks me straight in the eye and says, Aren't you going to shake my hand? And I said, no. And then he said it again. Aren't you going to shake my hand? I said, no. Well, why? I said, we already talked. I said, I told you the history of the police violence, police brutality, racial profiling. <coughs> Excuse me. So I explained this to him. Could you bring me a water, please? Yeah, yeah. So with that, he has this. He has this contrived look 
of shock. Like, how how dare you? And I said, it's not, it's not a personal hatred. I don't know them. So it's not, it's not something that rudimentary. I said, it's the fact of the construct, the, the, the system that they represent, where the accountability factor is so low that they basically, they, the police, in my opinion, in Rockford, Illinois, Boone County, the sheriff's police, parks department, they operate above the law, but they hold society, they hold society accountable to the law. But they themselves operate in a level of society where they are above the law. What would apply to you and I? It doesn't apply to them the same way. If I watch someone commit a crime. And uh, case in point, if I if a buddy of mine pulled up right now to where I'm at and said, hey, get in. I want to go down to the gas station. I hop in the car, but I'm not aware that as I hop in the car, he has a loaded gun unregistered under his seat. Uh, and then as we're driving, he says, you know, I just committed a crime. Uh, I held someone at a gunpoint, and that's the money I'm using to put gas in my car. I'm just this is fictitious, but I'm using this to set a, uh, a to, to express my point. If he was pulled over at the gas station and they said, you fit the profile of committing this crime, I could be convicted of accessory to that crime potentially if especially if i saw it and didn't say anything about it but even being in close proximity the law in many instances automatically draws in the other individual as if some of the charges the way that they're they're, they're levied it's as if you did it yourself but when you look at police what uh, officers don't turn on each other when they see in, 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 on average in Rockford. This is the theme here. So much so that I had to actually look at the police handbook, the actual book that the RPD has. I actually started looking at it online. I looked at the PDFs. They'll look at someone being a little harsh, going from a little harsh to, to ridiculously harsh, and they don't say anything. They don't say anything. They they won't say anything on the on the spot. And they're very reserved. And I'm I'm learning as to why they are. The same way they walk up to us as citizens and say, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That's why in most instances when officers stop talking or they're quiet. Their concern is this may actually go to court or there's an implication. So let me not say anything because anything I say when I'm taken in the context of a citizen can be used against me in a court of law. But I, I want to share this one point, not to get away from the story, but I want to share a point, a legal point that came up through my research of the handbook. In RPD, RPD handbook, when an officer observes another officer stepping outside the bounds and guidelines of their job and does not reprimand or stop that officer, the officer who allows it, their their job is actually in jeopardy where they could actually lose their job if they are deemed uh, through evidence to have 
witnessed a crime by an officer but did nothing to prevent it or to 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 uh, address it with the officer. That's an RPD RPD's handbook right now. Like I said, I had I re I was interested to see how they could have an environment to to act this way, and it just struck me that that's actually in their handbook. So it's interesting to see that that's that's written there, but yet again, there's no history of officers turning at other officers or making examples of these quote unquote bad ones, the bad apples. You you don't you hear silence. Uh, so as this guy holds his hand out and says, he gets louder. Aren't you going to shake my hand? And I said, I already explained to you the environment of the policing that we're in in Rockford. And you proceeded to walk over to the officers. When I just told you the context of these shootings and people being shot. And then you proceed to walk down and systematically shake each officer's hand and then attempt to walk over to me. No. Now this is the kicker. He expected me to because he wanted to he wanted to show a lack of solidarity for the nature of why I'm even here. And he also wanted to show me I heard you, but and again, but is a transitional term where it uh but but is a is is a term used to set conditions. Well, I agree, but, or I hear what you're saying, but when but is used, you can pretty much negate everything that was said before it. So he proceeds to take the flyer, the, the, the pamphlet, excuse me, that I had given him, and he literally threw it at my feet. Threw it at my feet. And I, and I know I understood the gesture that he was making was, I attempted to look like an ally to you earlier. That's why I took it. That's why I shook your hand. The earlier, this is earlier, he shook my hand and said, you know, this is what it's all about. This is in front of City Market. Obviously, he knows people are watching. This is what it's all about. We need to talk. That The only way that there's going to be a resolution in the city is if people talk. And, and uh, I'm glad you're talking. Shakes my hand. Now, literally an hour later, I get a pamphlet thrown at me. It just showed, it was proof positive to me to show me where a person's heart was. So I wanted, I, I wanted to share that direct story from me because it just struck me how fast a person can turn when, when their agenda or their viewpoint isn't met with an agreeance. Then it, 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 everything just completely falls apart at that point. We're we are at uh, it's two forty three a.m. Uh, day two fifty three of Occupy City Hall, Rockford, Illinois. You are now tuned in to the live from Occupy City Hall uh, a podcast. Uh, wherever podcasts are available, we want to thank you for spending this last hour with us. Uh, we want to please ask that you share uh, this uh, on any social media platform or send inbox it to somebody that's a friend and ask them to listen to it. We want to try to get as many people to become aware of these issues as possible. Uh, if anybody who wants to donate, you can donate at Cash App, dollar sign, 
May 30th Alliance, again, for Cash App, that is dollar sign, May 30th Alliance, M-A-Y-3-0-T-H-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E, Cash App, May 30th Alliance, dollar sign, May 30th Alliance. Uh, for PayPal, you can donate at May 30th Alliance at ProtonMail.com, and for Venmo, you can donate at uh, at May 30th Alliance. Uh, for anybody who wants to get more involved, uh, past the financial level and past sharing on social media and wants to be fit, feet on the ground in the trenches or wants to learn more about the being on the front lines and the, the specifics about it. We have three events that we do weekly. We are working on entering a fourth event that we do weekly, which will be some type of weekly teaching or bi-weekly teaching. Uh, but at the moment, on Tuesdays, we will be at Food Truck Tuesdays. And you can come there and get pamphlets and get educated and speak to members of the organization. On Friday, we have uh, City Market Friday. Fridays. You can come there, get pamphlets, and speak to member the, members of the organization, get more educated about these issues, more informed about these issues, and you can also get involved as far as uh, uh, being on the front lines at Food Truck Tuesday and at uh, City Market on Fridays. We have things that uh, anybody who wants to help can be involved in doing to help. And then we also have the occupation going 24-7 outside of City Hall. There's always members of the organization here. Uh, so you can always come here uh, to uh, get more informed and to uh, be more active, even just, even if it's just sitting here for an hour, sitting here for a couple of hours. Your presence uh, is, uh, is a tool, uh, is a weapon uh, politically uh in the struggle to end police terrorism, mass incarceration, and racial injustice. Uh, I think this is a very good episode. Uh, I think the first episode we did was good as well, but I think this uh, is definitely uh, sort of the, the vibe and the energy we want to get. We need to work on trying to get uh, add a third person to this mix too one of these nights. I think Rabbit's going to be here Sunday, so maybe me, you, and Rabbit uh, do one of these podcasts as well. Uh, we can uh, get people up to date with some of the things that may have happened on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, again... We want to say uh, justice for the victims of police terrorism, mass incarceration, and racial injustice in the city of Rockford, Illinois. We want to thank everybody who's been supportive of us, everybody who's uh, who stops by City Hall and honks, everybody who donates money, everybody who shares posts, everybody who comes in person, everybody who is waging the revolution in whichever manner that they can wage the revolution. We want to thank them. Uh, we want to end this the same way that we've always that we uh, that we end everything. Uh, we outside.